Hello and welcome to this fourth and final podcast on the magic of Christmas. My name is Mark Compton and I'm part of the adult education ministry at Southwest Church of Christ in Tigard, Oregon. I hope your Christmas week was amazing and that you had a perfect New Year's Eve. Welcome to 2022. Can you believe it? Happy New Year. Maybe like me, your 2021 was a mix of some good things, some great things, some sad things, and some bad things. Perhaps like me, you enter 2022 with great expectations. Expectations for personal change, for better relationships, for great health for growth, for deeper faith, and for more peace, love, and joy. For everything. That's a big list. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves on the calendar year to deliver cathartic change for ourselves. Living with expectation can be a good thing if it's pointed in the right direction. If it's based on our faith and our greatest belief that there is a God, that he loves us, and that sending the Son of God to be born, to live, to die, to resurrect, and to ascend matters, for eternity, then that expectation is powerful and can guide our daily walk. Although life doesn't always feel transforming, does it? Because transformation is rarely seen under a microscope, and that's oftentimes how we live. Rather, transformation occurs through the linking of many moments, and then all of a sudden the aha occurs. And in that moment, we see how it has all come together. Such is the story of Simeon and Anna, a priest and a prophet. They, like others in their community, were living with expectation. Their expectation was for the deliverance of Jerusalem, as had been prophesied. Said a different way, they were looking for a redeemer. They were looking for the Messiah, Jesus. Let's pick this story up in Luke 2.25 in the message. In Jerusalem at the time, there was a man, Simeon by name, a good man, a man who lived in the prayerful expectancy of help for Israel. And the Holy Spirit was on him. The Holy Spirit had shown him that he would see the Messiah of God before he died. Led by the Spirit, he entered the temple. As the parents of the child Jesus brought him in to carry out the rituals of the law, Simeon took him into his arms and blessed God. God, you can now release your servant. Release me in peace, as you promised. With my own eyes, I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see. A God revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. Jesus' father and mother were speechless with surprise at these words. Simeon went on to bless them and said to Mary, his mother, this child marks both the failure and the recovery of many in Israel. A figure misunderstood and contradicted, the pain of a sword thrust through you, but the rejection will force honesty as God reveals who they really are. Anna the prophetess was also there, a daughter of Phanuel from the tribe of Asher. She was by now a very old woman. She'd been married seven years and a widow for 84. She never left the temple area worshiping night and day with her fastings and prayers. At the very time Simeon was praying, she showed up, broke into an anthem of praise to God, and talked about the child to all who were waiting expectantly for the freeing of Jerusalem. When they finished everything required by God in the law, they returned to Galilee in their own town, Nazareth. There the child grew strong in body and wise in spirit, and the grace of God was on him. What an amazing scene. You see, 
Joseph and Mary brought baby Jesus to the temple to offer sacrifices on his behalf as commanded in God's law. This scene occurred somewhere just after 40 days of the birth of Jesus as captured in Leviticus 12. It is in this fairly normal and prescribed event of sacrifice and cleansing where amazing happens. Sometimes amazing is just a moment away. Simeon was a faithful man. He was a good man. He was a man who lived in prayerful expectancy. Clark, the commentator, adds this further detail on Simeon. He was one well-received among the people, or one cautious and circumspect in matters of religion, one who takes anything that is held out to him well and carefully. He so professed and practiced the religion of his fathers that he gave no cause for a friend to mourn on his account or an enemy to triumph. Simeon was a good man. He was a faithful man. He was a man recognized by God, a man with the Holy Spirit upon him. And he had been promised by God that he would see the Messiah before he died. And he was led to the temple that day, and he saw the Messiah. Can you imagine to be told to wait, and each day with expectation, you wonder if today is that day? Will today be that day? I've been told to wait. And I'm praying expectantly for the coming of the Messiah. And I wonder if today is that day. Today was that day, and Simeon rejoiced greatly, and he exclaimed to God, You can now release your servant. Release me in peace as you promised with my own eyes. I've seen your salvation. It's now out in the open for everyone to see, a God-revealing light to the non-Jewish nations and of glory for your people, Israel. Now, right in the middle of all this, as if that wasn't enough for Mary and Joseph to process, Anna bursts onto the scene and breaks into an anthem of praise to God. As we read it, it looks like a linear story, but as you look at the words, it's all happening simultaneously. And Anna, it says, was very old. She'd been living in and around the temple for 84 years as a widow. Luke tells us she never left the temple. She worshiped day and night through fastings and prayers. This was a great day of blessings, praise, and realizations. Blessings on Joseph and Mary, praise to God for his personal faithfulness, and realization of waiting and watching expectantly. So what can we take from this great scene? First, we need to learn to marvel. Luke tells us in verse 33 that Joseph and Mary marveled. They were speechless with surprise. Even with the inside scoop, these two souls continued to be amazed by God and what they were experiencing. This Greek word for marvel is thamazo. It means to be filled with wonder, admiration, or astonishment. To be amazed, to be astounded, to marvel. See, I think we must discover the joy of marveling. We must rediscover how to be amazed, how to be astonished, and how to be astounded. See, life sometimes grinds us down, and we begin to get into the daily methodical plod of moment by moment, 
we get into a routine and we stop looking for amazement. We stop, I'm afraid, being astonished and astounded by God. So may 2022 give you eyes that see astounding things that God is doing around you and in your life. And may you rediscover the joy of marvel. Secondly, expectantly, living and praying expectantly. The Greek word for this here is prostekami, and it occurs twice in this scene, once with Anna and once with Simeon. It means to await with confidence or patience. And Homer actually uses it in terms of to expecting the fulfillment of promises. So to live with expectation for the fulfillment of a promise. For some reason, many translations boil this particular word down to simply waiting or looking. In the NIV, it says Simeon was waiting for the consolation. In the New American Standard, Simeon was looking for the consolation. New Living Translation says Simeon was eagerly waiting. See, I love that the message grabs the same language as my interlinear Greek-English version does, and it grabs this waiting expectantly. Message tells us that Simeon was living in prayerful expectancy. And that Anna went and found all who were waiting expectantly. Luke is pretty clear that on that day, Anna ran out to the town to make sure everyone knew that this child, the Messiah, was here. May 2022 offer you a way to live expectantly in God. And like Simeon, that you would be in constant prayerful expectation for God's good in your life in your community, in this world, and prayerful expectation for his coming, for the realization of what he has promised. I hope that this four-week series has blessed you and helped you experience the magic of Christmas through Luke. We live in a world and a time that can wear us down. And God intends for us to live spirit-filled lives of power, of expectation, of hope, of peace, of joy. In week one, I talked about Mary's realistic question, but how to Gideon? And then she turned to say, I am your servant. Let it be with me just as you say. Then in week two, I looked at Mary's Magnificent and the image from her words that came through God's mercies piled high and how the mercies came in wave after wave after wave like the pounding of an ocean on a shore the constancy of that the imagery of that the hope that comes from realizing that god's mercy never turns off and it's plentiful it's piled high and then last week the shepherds encountered an angelic choir and left the fields to see the baby Jesus in a manger and then run throughout the town telling all 
what they had seen and heard. See, the magic of Christmas is a rediscovering of joy and peace. It is the motivation to go out and proclaim with amazement and wonder what God offers to each person, what we have seen in our lives, that God offers hope of forgiveness and a promise of salvation. One of the things that came up over and over again throughout the first two chapters is this principle of everything being exactly what was said or exactly what was promised. See, God has done, is doing, and will do exactly what he promised. And that's the hope that we have. And that's why we can live with great expectation, with prayerful expectation, and we can live with great energy and enthusiasm and not be worn down by this world and by the messages or by the pandemic or by anything that comes our way. It's important to keep our energy up in God. So may 2022 be a year of fresh discovery of your purpose and your energy in the spirit. God bless you. Happy New Year. This is Mark Compton for the Southwest Church of Christ Adult Education Ministry. Thank you for listening.